Hi, my name is Nylee. Alongside my brother, Corey L. Scott, we are the co-founders of the Jasui Nylee Mutual Aid Collective. The major focus of the collective will be the Mutual Aid Fund and its primary mechanism is to provide financial support to black and brown LGBTQIA folk who find themselves experiencing hardship with regard to essential needs, including, but not limited to, food or housing insecurity, as well as health care and safety needs. The Jasui Lee Mutual Aid Collective mission is to provide the resources to bridge gaps and provide relief where we can. If you are looking to be a sponsor or a contributor, please visit us at opencollective.com backslash jasuinaili-ma. Jasuinaili is spelled J-E-S-U-I-S-N-I-I-L-E-E. I can be located on all social media platforms as Jasuinaili. Hope to hear from you soon. Please contact us at our website listed above. Thank you so much. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Daryl's Daring Thoughts. Thanks for tuning in with me. I hope you're having a great day. Um, I hope all is well wherever you are listening to this um, podcast. So this is still my melanin edition. You know, all black everything. (laughs) So... And I know y'all hate when I say this, but I'm saying it. Quick episode. (laughs) I want to talk to y'all about, I don't know, this is, returning back into the office is some bullshit. I'm just going to say it. I said it here. You heard it. Returning back into the office is some bullshit. I've been having, so, okay, so, for those of you who don't know or haven't listened to my other podcast, I quit my job back in January, my other job, just couldn't deal with the stress. I had my car all fixed and, you know, ready to Uber. I've been, I was Ubering full time until I was going to, the goal was to find another job. The job, the goal was not to be a full time Uber driver, but child, it was really hard. And I was very surprised. I was very surprised that it was so hard for me to find a job and I was like okay what's like what's going on like I'm having interviews and the things I was getting interviews at that so it's not like people weren't recruiters or HR people weren't responding I was getting interviews I just was not getting past the second interview like I was even getting second interviews one job I had like four or five interviews but you know I was I did not want to just get anything and I was being very strategic in what I wanted and Uber was doing you know Uber was doing what it was what it was supposed to do but my body started to not do so well which you'll hear if you listen to the po- my other podcast um, to know what was going on with me physically and with my health I needed a, to go back to a job and then I realized Uber is cute as a second job or as a side thing. But when you a bitch like me, you got real grown up bills. I can't, I, I can't just depend on Uber. <laughs> like I have rent, credit card bills. I'm helping my mother. I'm trying to do these projects. And it's like Uber ain't, a, Uber ain't enough for me. So I need both <laughs> until, I'm, I'm, until I'm getting some good coin where I don't need to Uber anymore. But right now that, that, that ain't happening. So I, so, you know, the goal was to find something fully remote and, you know, even my, 
stipulations changed with that when I realized I was struggling trying to find that. I said, okay, well, if I can't find full remote, let me find something hybrid where I can at least work from home three days out the week and go into the office two days a week, whatever. And I want it fully remote because I want to move. Like, I want to move out of Chicago. I want to move to, like, California or Atlanta. Those are the two places I, I really want to move to. Mostly, it's it's more of California than, than Atlanta, but... I, I I would do I, I would do either or. And that's why I wanted something that was fully remote because I don't have to worry about being stationary in a particular location. And it just wasn't looking good. And so I made a post on what was that on LinkedIn um, um out of frustration for not being able to find anything. Like had like 19 interviews. Sometimes four interviews for a position and still didn't, still didn't get it. And I was, I was very frustrated. I was depressed. I was upset because it's never taken me that long to find a job. Like I started interviewing. Now, mind you, I left in January, but I started interviewing for jobs in December. And I was like, okay, okay. I started early, so I should not be out here like I, I thought I was going to have a job by March I thought I was going to be Ubering like all of February and by March I would start something here comes March April May I said wait what is going on and so I made a post you know out to show my frustrations and I ended up getting a message on LinkedIn from an old from a, uh, one of the managers at the job I used to work at, not the one I quit, the one I worked at before that. And I didn't mind that job. It, it wasn't financially, it wasn't that great financially, but it was a good job. It was actually my first time being a manager and it was, it was decent. There was a lot of things wrong with that job, but the main reason I left was just because of how they handled COVID. Didn't like how they handled COVID at all. And um, so she messaged me, said, you know, your position is still open. Um, well, it's open because the person who has your position, who would be your manager if you came back, got promoted. So your position is still open. They haven't filled it yet. Yada, 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 yada. And I was like, okay, do I want to go back there? <laughs> I gave them my salary requirements. She said, I think they could do that. Had an interview whoop up the bam, bam had a, a interview with the person who would who had my position who's got promoted who's my who be my manager and you know talked to her everything felt good this time around the only thing is I would be in the office every day five days a week Ugh. I've I've been remote for the past two years because I started that new job in December of 2020. I was in the office for like a week to train. And then she sent me home because somebody got caught, caught COVID. And I've been home ever since. I would go into the office one day a week. And then it went from one, one day every six weeks going to the office. <laughs> and now I am having to go back into the office 
full time every day. That stressed me out. Especially because I've gained a lot of weight. I cannot fit a lot of the same clothes. I can't fit the shit I was fitting in 2020 when I was working there. Some of it I can. I can't everything. I've gotten so, like, putting on dress pants is so uncomfortable for me now. Like, I don't want to wear that. I don't want to feel like I'm, like, not able to... I mean, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like, I'm, I, I don't, I, I, you know, I feel restricted in dress clothes. And I didn't want that feeling. And uh, so I, what else? So, and then, I mean, you know, just the added expenses of now having to wash clothes so much. Now having to make sure, you know, when you're working from home and when you're not really going nowhere, you ain't got to worry about, you know, getting your hair cut all the time. You can skip a week. I ain't going this week because I ain't got nowhere to go. But now that I'm in the office, I have to stay groomed. I have to meal prep. I have to now drive and have gas in the car. Mind you, the great thing is this job's only like maybe 15, 15 minutes away from me with traffic. So maybe 20 with traffic, without traffic, like 12 to 15 minutes, which is not bad. And... I'm like, okay, and and it's free parking, so great. But, bitch, that going back into the office every day, it has, there's layers to this, okay? I'm not comfortable with my body right now. You know, I'm okay, but I'm not comfortable. So I'm having to make sure that I'm wearing clothes that are comfortable, have to start buying things unable to really fully buy things until I get a get a paycheck at this job because like Uber wasn't just doing it all for me. I was really stretching my pennies with Uber. And so having to go back, you know, and um that performance, like you know, that performance that we do in the office. You know, the smiling when you don't feel like smiling. You know, the days where I'm depressed or days I'm having like really bad anxiety. Or just don't feel like being around people. I had to still put a smile on my face. I still had to show up. I couldn't cry at home. I had to go into the office. I had to work, um, you know, get back into a habit of getting up at a certain time and just, you know, not realizing that when I was Ubering or when I was working from home, I was able to deal with my emotions in my home. I was able to deal with my shit here. I didn't have to worry about other people hearing me or me probably um, spazzing out on somebody, going crazy, whatever. Because, you know, how y'all are with that word spaz. Now y'all want to take it out. Y'all want to, ooh, y'all know what y'all doing with that word. Y'all need to stop. Like, I just didn't have, I don't have the luxury of dealing with my emotions in my home anymore. I had to go out and I wasn't ready. I, I wasn't ready. It was, it, I wasn't ready. And that's what it came down to. Do I take this job where I am going to be making a, a decent amount of money and go back to the office every day or wait at home and still Uber and just wait for something fully remote to come through? And that was a really hard decision to make. Ultimately, I made the decision that was 
right for me financially, which was, bitch, get that job, get that job. But I have to be honest with you, this going back into the office has been stressful, especially now that I'm going through these health, these, these health, I'm having these health issues because the days where I'm in pain and I still have to, 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 I still have to get, find whatever energy I can to get the fuck up out the bed and do something that is rough. That is, that's hard. And that's not, that's not easy to do. And I've had moments where I was irritated, you know, with my manager, like, why can't I have a laptop? Y'all, the fact that everyone is working in this office and when we have, when there's supervisor meetings or all staff meetings, we're still on Zoom. We're not even using the conference rooms anymore. We are still on Zoom calls. Why am I here? Hello? Why am I here? Why am I coming in here? Hello? Hello? Yes. Hello. Why am I coming to this office? Here's another point. The team that I manage daily and the work that I manage and the team that I manage is in India because our billing department is outsourced. So I'm managing them remotely. Remotely. Hello? Hello? Why am I here? Why am I here? My manager is extremely busy. So we have, we're supposed to have one-on-ones every Wednesday, but she'd be so busy. She's still in her office or doing stuff in, in, in the department, a different department. So she calls me for the one-on-one on the phone. She calls me. Hello? Hello? Why, why am I, you calling? Okay. She can call me at home, right? Girl, why the fuck am I in this office? And, you know, what's interesting is that even during COVID with this company, they had us in the office every day. Like, we were at home that one month where it was, like, mandatory shutdown, which I think was, like, March of 2020. And then, baby, on that 31st of March, they, that bitch just sent the email and text said, see you tomorrow, bitch, in the office. See you tomorrow. I said, well, damn. Literally, 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 like, we just witnessed George Floyd died, and it was, like, the protest, and then we get a text, see you in the office tomorrow, bitch. Now, they ain't say bitch, but you know what I mean. I'm like, are you serious? Girl, what is going on? Like, do y'all not understand? We are still in, still in the middle of a pandemic. Remember, this is March of 2020. There was no vaccine. There was no talk about a vaccine. There was none of that shit. Like, I ain't going to go into details about what happened at this job because I don't want nobody to listen to this and see that and then try to sue me. But I'm just saying some, some, some really shady and shysty ass shit happened at this job, which is why I left. And, you know, the big argument was, well, it's unfair to others that they can't work from home. Bitch, you, excuse me, I'm in finance. I'm technically in the finance department. I don't have to have patient contact. I don't have to have patient interaction. So if your job is a social worker and a nurse, I'm sorry, boo-boo. That's, that's what you, that's the job you got. You have to be here. You can't be a nurse working from home. 
Now, there are jobs where you can, you know, if you're like a, you know, call center nurse or you're just responding to calls. But if you are a physical nurse where you have to administer medication, you can't work from home. So why are you complaining that I get to work from home? That makes no sense. That makes absolutely no sense. Even if they say, hey, now I have a coworker. My coworker, she works, I think she works, she works in the office three days a week, two days at home. I ain't saying nothing yet. But my the funny thing is my boss last week saw me in pain and said, you know, I think I'm going to say something about, you know, giving you a laptop for these days where you could, you know, work from home you know, on these days which I already tried to have that conversation with her when I was calling out when I was when I was sick or in pain, you know, mentally just not just having a rough day. And she wanted to talk to me about that. And I'm like, listen, lady, I went from working two years remotely to coming back to the office. There is going to be a shift and a change and a transitional period, transitional period for me that I need you to work with. If not, I'll, I'll go because you know me and I will quit a job in a second. Girl, stop playing with me. But it was, it's been rough. It's, it's, it's been an adjustment. It's been, I, I think that I'm to the point where I can appreciate a hybrid jobs um, opportunity because I do see the beauty of getting out of the house. I do. But Winter is coming, bitch, and I'm still going to be living here in the winter. I want remote. So, I don't know. It's been rough, y'all. I don't know how anybody else's experiences have been trying to, you know, navigate the switch of going back to the office. I don't know if your job has been pressuring you to come back to the office or maybe they've made your job a little bit more hybrid when it was remote and they're or, or they're trying to sneak in back in those five days a week i think it's really selfish for these companies to do this and i feel like especially my job because you're you are a residential treatment facility so you're always going to have people in this building my little department and us it's probably like eight and ten of us you ain't gonna miss us being in here it's not going to mess with your um, the real estate and like you're still going to be having the same people come in and out for what's important and I understand that they're trying to get people back downtowns and all that stuff because of the real estate and all these buildings are being abandoned and they're losing out on a lot of money but you have to understand like COVID is still real there's still other things coming uh, coming up flu season is coming back up so we don't know if COVID numbers are going to pick back up yes you know, COVID is manageable now, but who wants to catch it? And also, you know, people are out here doing mass shootings, people driving into buildings, people driving, running people over, people are doing crazy shit. I want to be at home. You know, people have adjusted their last two, almost three years of their life to now being able to cut costs on daycare expenses and childcare and all and commuting and all this stuff. And, and I think it's very, I think is I, I, I think it's very insensitive for these um, companies to not understand that your business is still is still running. We're still doing our job. You're still the work is still working, the, the money's still coming in, and everything's still happening. So why do you care that I have to be physically be in your presence? If I'm doing my job remotely, 
I don't like it. I don't like it. And I want to know who else don't like it. Because I'm telling you right now, it's it's an adjustment. And I'm, a, I'm, I'm still trying to adjust. But I'm currently trying to adjust my ass about that door. <laughs> I'll say that. But yeah, y'all leave a comment. You know, send me an email. Leave a comment or on, 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 you know, a post. And let me know what are your thoughts about remote working or hybrid. What's work, what works for you? How would you feel if your job told you now that we're going back into the office? I know a lot of people who are going through it. And they don't like it. So let me know your thoughts. But thank you so much for tuning into this episode and tapping in. I, you know, I just, I don't want to, I'm tired of going and smiling in, in these people's faces. I don't want to be bothered with you, but I want to be bothered with y'all. <laughs> so yes, thank you for listening to this episode. Love you all down. Bye, dear bears. To follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. Um, it's Cordero underscore Santiago. Follow me on Instagram to just stay in touch with everything I'll talk about. I'll update you on um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed, or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode, I have an email address for you to do all of those things. The email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. So I'll spell that for you. Darrow, D-A-R-O-D-A-R-E-S-U. Darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. Send me an email. Hey y'all, and welcome back to another episode of Daryl's Daring Thoughts. Thanks for tuning in with me. So I'm recording from my phone right now because I don't feel like getting, pulling out my shit. <laughs> so, you know, audio quality may be different than, you know, previous episodes that you've heard, but I think you will still appreciate this podcast because it's going to be a very short and quick and cute episode. So I do want to start giving y'all some shorties every now and then especially when I give you an episode that is like overwhelming with so much information I'm going to throw in a little shorty every now and then but thank y'all for tuning in so um the po- the podcast I did last week the podcast I did last week you guys heard me talk with my friend Kenny from Nude Radio about you know what we're leaving in 2022 what we're bringing in 2023 you know those things And something that really stuck with me throughout that conversation was the acknowledgement of my superpower and the acknowledgement of trusting my gut. And I really wanted, um, I really wanted to tap into that. I really wanted to talk about, you know, you know, really sitting with my superpower and how to make that work for me, you know, going into this year. And I think, um, I think what's interesting about that is I never labeled my gifts as superpowers. That's not something that I've ever done. And I didn't start doing that until a friend of mine, Crystal, (laughs) who, who, kept saying that, you know, such and such, this is your superpower, this is your superpower. And I'm like, what, what were you talking about? You know, my superpower. 
and you know it's my strength you know it's it's something that it's it's something that is about me that I do so well that rubs off on other people or it does something where it changes a dynamic of something and I never thought that my vulnerability was a superpower or me being vulnerable and being open was a superpower I just thought that it was I just I just I I don't know how to not be real and have real conversations and it's so interesting how that has now in my age of 36 now I now it's um acknowledged as a superpower and you know it's it, it makes me go back to when I was a child and you know me being labeled as someone who talks too much in class who shares too much in class who's too open in class and to now hear those same things but it being labeled as a superpower it it, it kind of hits different <laughs> it hits a little different i am honored that someone else recognized that that made and it made me it allowed me to say let's let's explore this let's look into this I'm still doing it. I'm still looking into this. I'm still exploring this. But, you know, when I think of superpowers, I would think, you know, I think of the charmed girls. <laughs> I think of Prue being able to move things with her mind. I look at Piper being able to freeze time. I look at Phoebe being able to see in the future or to see in the past and, uh, you know, those are things that I always consider superpowers. Never considered me being vulnerable as a superpower until I started seeing how people respond to it. Whether it's the podcast, whether it's my music, whether it's my writing, whether it's me on Clubhouse. I've never acknowledged, I never saw it. I didn't see that until, you know, recently. And it's something I want to tap in. I want to tap into that. I just don't know how. To really tap into it to, for it to benefit me, you know, financially or to benefit me some other type of way. Like, I, I, I want to tap into it, but I want to be able to to monetize from it. Like, I want to see how this can work for me. Like, people love, I do a new morning show on Clubhouse now, three to four days a week, called Coffees and Convo with Darrow. And I love how people are gravitating to my morning show. I love how people are like, this is the shit. Like, this is the shit. Like, you brought, you're bringing something different and it's, you know, it's growing. It's um growing or it's organically growing too. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, 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 that is what makes me happy is how organically it's, it's growing and developing. And I just want to tap into this more. And so I do want to acknowledge, like, a lot of us have probably superpowers that we don't know about. Like, you know, like there's a strength, like certain strengths about you, your wisdom, maybe, um, you know, you're a very trustworthy person, your leadership skills and how you are able to, to be a, a, you're a natural born leader. You know, those are, those are superpowers. And I think what's interesting is that I'm able I'm even able to use this. Now that I look back on even past romantic relationships, I see how my, my me being vulnerable in those relationships when they aren't vulnerable have made them very uncomfortable. How me being just so me 
has made a lot of people uncomfortable. They don't know how to take it. Like, I, I, I listen, I know people who said, hey, you living your true authentic self ha has made me uncomfortable and I can't be friends with you. I've had somebody say that to me. A couple people. Some people have said it verbally. Some people's actions have shown me that that's how they feel. And it's like, wow, I don't, I, you know, I want to tap into this. I want to learn more about what are superpowers, how to use them for good, how to prepare yourself when you are using it for good and something bad may happen, how to pour into your superpower, how to make it flourish, how to not overuse it so you don't become... It, it's not all about your ego anymore, you know? So I want to tap into that a lot more. And I also, so that's that's one thing. One other thing we talked about on this podcast that we did last week, and y'all have to go listen to it. It was really good. It's, it's a really good podcast. Was trusting my gut more. And trusting that what that thing is, it, it, it's, it's for my good. You know, I, I have to acknowledge that there have been moments where I knew it was my gut, but I thought it was my, I thought it was working against me, not, not wanting me to have a good time. Like, why is this happening? Why are you telling me not to do this? Why is my instinct saying not to do this? I think that that was a, I feel like it was, I was working against it. I've been working against my instincts for so long when my instincts have been right every single time. And I don't want to do that no more. I really want to work. I really want my instincts to work for me. Like whatever my instinct is telling me about a person or about a situation or about an opportunity, I'm going with it. You know, if my instinct is telling me to, you know, retreat, <laughs> you know, like Houston, we have a problem. Retreat. Retreat. I want to listen to that gut. I want, I want to listen to my instincts and stop questioning my instincts. Well, why do I need to retreat? Because I, I feel like when you are questioning your instincts, you are playing in your you're playing in your you're playing in, in their face. Your instincts are there for a reason. It's not to be questioned. And I want to start trusting my instincts regardless of how uncomfortable it makes of people around me feel. You know, like if my instincts are telling me that this person is not, this isn't a good person in your life, there's no reason you need to really get to know this person because they ain't shit or y'all just won't, y'all energies just don't match. I need to continue to follow my gut and my instincts when it tells me about a person. Regardless if, you know, I may find them sexy or if I, or everybody else is, is in good company with them. So they should be fine with me. No, bitch. No, bitch. Your instincts said, don't fuck with this person. Regardless of how they may show up with other people, that doesn't mean you're going to have the same experience. And I feel like my, I feel like my gut, my instincts or intuition, whatever it is. Every time I fuck up and do some fuckery shit, it's sitting there like, well, bitch, I t <laughs> bitch, what, what, don't cry now. I, I, I prepared you. I told you this could happen. You know, um, and every time that, that, that moment happens, it's not necessarily anxiety. You know, it's, it's your, your gut and your instinct telling you that something is not right. Something is right and something is not right for you. 
And I need to lean in more into that. You know, trusting that completely. Now, mind you, this new revelation is going to take me some time. You know, some 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 um some some moments are easier than others to trust your gut. I'm gonna be honest. You know, but then there are other moments where you're um you formed habits where when your gut comes, you're like, mm, I don't know, but it's worked before. Bitch, I don't mean it's gonna work this time. I said what I said. That's my gut talking. When they say I said what I said, the gut, they, my gut said what it said. And um, I want to be able to, I, I, you know, I want to be able to get to a place in my mind where that feeling I have, that's my gut telling me this is right. That's my gut telling me this is wrong. And I've had those moments before. I've tapped into them before. When I've, I've put myself out there for a job, everything worked itself. Everyone, everything was aligned when I, when I put myself out. I said, I'm moving. I'm moving out of the state. It's going to happen. I did it. Well, I didn't move, but I, I trusted my gut up to the point where I got scared. And I found every reason to not try. To not make the situation work. My gut already told me it was going to work. It started working from the moment I, I applied to the moment I got hired. Everything was going great. And I fucked it up by, by being scared. We, <laughs> Listen, be honest with y'all. When, when, when shit goes wrong for so long, it's hard to sometimes see the good and accept it. But I owe it to myself. I owe it to myself going forward to really trusting that feeling. Trusting that, that, that moment that, 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 that butterf the, when the butterflies hit, oh, what is this? Or at least sitting with it. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's start there. Let's start with sitting with what that is. What, what, why, is this, why is this happening right now? What is this telling me? I don't talk to myself enough when it comes to acknowledging, you know, and recognizing the, the shit that's all around me and all around us every day. I want to tap into that more. And I know some people may listen to this and think like, what the fuck is this? Is this some witchcraft on shit? No, you all have gut. We all have intuitions. We all have moments where we know that we shouldn't have did something and we, we I knew I shouldn't have done it. Why? Because your gut told you not to. There was an something in you said, no, this is not the right thing to do. Or yes, go for it. Take that leap. And I personally just want to sit with it more and say, yes, I'm going to do it. I want to trust that moment when my heart rate increases. It's like a, it's like a overwhelming sense of calm or clarity. This is the clearest I've ever, I've been making a decision. I know this is going to go right. I know this is going to be good. And so that's what I'm going to start doing. And I'm going to start, I'm going to start now. I am. 
when I get that, what's up, big head text? What would you say? Don't 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 respond. Periods. I'm not responding. <laughs> Girl, it's gonna be hard. I go hold you, but no, I am. I'm about to lean more into my superpowers, and I'm going to lean more into trusting my gut, trusting what naturally comes to me about a situation, about a person, or anything. But yes, see, short and sweet and great episode. So thank y'all for listening. I appreciate y'all so much. Until next time.